Amen. All right, I'm going to try not to test the cameramen too much, but uh, I will move around. It is just an absolute honor to be able to give you the message this morning. It's been a long time since we've gathered like this in this building, and it's, it's such a challenge. But I just want to say thank you to you for on behalf of the leadership. Actually, it's been a difficult time making decisions and whatever, but just feel so supported, and so many people here, inside, outside, and at home. It's great to be together. So, so thank you, and thank you, Sim, for, for starting us off. So as Sim said, today we are continuing back on the second stage of our journey of what is church, looking to start with at the, book of, the letter of 1 Peter. So it's really important to us as we gather together, what does it mean to be church? What does that mean and, and what has Peter got to say about that? Um, so today we're going to go into literally one verse of 1 Peter 2 and look at that. So it's going to be 1 Peter, um, 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 2. Oh, I think I've got a slide, who knows how that works, but there we go. Oops, I've pressed the button, you see, that's the problem. Up until now, for the last 18 months, you just tell people where I want my slides, and now I have to press the button myself. But I have to just say as well, thank you to the guys and girls upstairs who's doing this morning, but also who've been doing the last 18 months. They've been doing a huge amount of work, and we are just so blessed for you. So thank you, particularly to Jeff and Co. It's been amazing, awesome stuff, so thank you. And it doesn't get any easier by us being here, does it? So, okay, so this verse, like newborn infants, long for the pure spiritual milk, that by it you may grow up into salvation. So what's Peter got to say to us this morning? Well, the first thing I want to do is to just capture and break off something of metaphor connection that we're probably doing. And I did it as soon as I got this passage. I thought, oh, yes, spiritual milk, that's what Paul talks about in Corinthians and in Hebrews about growing out of your milk onto your solid food. Because, of course, metaphors are used in different ways, and and there is widespread agreement that that is not the way Peter is choosing to use this metaphor of newborn infants and spiritual milk. Peter doesn't give us any grounds for growing up out of it. What Peter is using it for is to this craving for it. For this newborn infant knows what it needs. It knows it needs this spiritual milk. It knows where to get it. It needs it to grow. It needs it to be healthy. It will get it. We've got two new babies in the church. They're not here today. Uh, We've got another three on the way. One's gone to Australia, but I think it's still our baby when it comes. Um, But, you know, those parents are learning that these children know what they need. And if they don't get their milk, they make it known. And it's what makes them content, it's what makes them grow. And that is what Peter is saying here. Peter is saying these newborns know how to crave for what they need and they know where they're going to get it and they're not going to give up until they do get it. And of course we all know what they're like if they don't get it. So so, so that's what Peter's going on here. He's asking us to crave and he doesn't ask us to stop craving. He asks us to continue 
to desire this. So just, just really to, to, to recognize the metaphor is not always the same in there. So, what's the words he says? So he says, long for this pure spiritual milk. So what is the spiritual milk that Peter is talking about? Well, the Greek word he uses is logikos. Now, clearly that word comes from the source of logos, which we come to know as the word of God, and that is what Peter is leading us to, and we come to know as our Bibles, the written word of God. But he doesn't simply choose to use another word that he could have used. He uses his word logikos, which is used only twice in the New Testament. But it means something more. He's actually, he's, he's leading us to something that's more than simply the words in this book. He's, it's spiritual milk, pure spiritual milk. It's, it's translated through here. Um, Sandra, one of our members, often talks actually the need for us to bring word and spirit together. And that is what Peter is saying. Peter is saying there is more to this. This spiritual, I want God to speak to you. I want you to long to hear God when you read this book and in other ways, but this book is a living word. Without the Holy Spirit, it becomes a history book. It becomes a history book with poems in and other creative texts. But actually, we know it as the living word of God. And Peter is asking us for, to desire it to speak to us, not for us to just simply desire to read it or to know we read it. So in terms of church, as we're thinking about what is church, so what's the implication for us, for what Peter is saying? Well, is gathered church, a gathered community like we are this morning, um, here, outside, I can see people outside and at home, uh, is that gathered church, is that where we receive this spiritual milk? Yes and no. Yes, it is somewhere we should receive the spiritual milk. But no, it cannot be the place that satisfies Peter's metaphor of a newborn infant desire for spiritual milk. Just a little uh, 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 test for you. I'll bring my slides up if I... Okay, so gather Sunday morning church... We, we, when we read the Bible together, we study, we say we go for a verse a week. No, sorry, not a verse a week, a chapter a week. So if we go for one chapter per week, anybody like to hazard a guess as how long it would take us to get through the whole Bible? Guess? Too low. Hmm? Uh, too low. Too low. It's 23 years. So, so who's, been, who's been going to church for 23 years? Put your hands up. Excellent. Who's been coming to Portswood Church for 23 years? A good number of people. There you go. So you might have got through the whole of, of God's written word in those 23 years. Actually, the truth is you probably haven't because we don't necessarily do every bit. And, uh, so, so that's 23 years. But today we're in one verse. So come on. Come on, come on. Go on, shout out a really good guess. 1,500, no, that's less than that. It's 600 years. So who has been coming to Portsmouth Church for 600 years? Did I see a hand at the back there? No, that's right. That's right. But, but that's the reality of it. 
in just the, in the simple mathematics is that our gathered Sunday morning church cannot satisfy the needs of a healthy, growing infant. But actually, of course, that's what we want to do. We want to bring it in there, and there are other ways. But what can we do in terms of gathered community, in terms of this gathering, is lead to the first that Peter talks to. As we delve into the Word of God, we want to leave thirsty. Which is a bit ironic because often we come thinking we come to be fed and to leave full. But actually, if we leave full, then it's going to take an awful long time even to get through here. Whereas if we leave thirsty, we want to dig deeper, we want to go further. I mean, just as an example in this text, I'm not even going to touch if indeed you have tasted, no, sorry, um, that by it you may grow up into salvation. What's Peter saying there? Is he saying, I have to have this milk to grow into salvation? But I thought I had salvation. Where does that, what does that mean? I don't know. There's always more to find. And that's Peter's drawing us in. So what's God saying to us through these words? And so if we have that first, we would gather in ones and twos. Within this community, we have home groups where we continue to study. And that's where we start to to, to continually drink from this spiritual milk. Uh, it cannot all be done once a week. These new parents will know that if they only give the milk to their baby once per week, they're going to have a pretty rotten week. And of course, that's it for us. We need to be hungry, we need to be thirsty, such that we can crave the milk, we will experience it, and we will grow and be satisfied by God's living word. And so, yes, I say ones and twos are reading on our own, but asking the word of God to speak to us in community, in smaller communities, in our home groups. All of those ways are ways that we as gathered community do that. And to dig deeper, uh, I studied with WTC um, while they were a hub in Winchester. That hub, as of tomorrow night, is in our building. And that's a theology college where you can study in local community. Uh, and, and that's a way to dig deeper, and I'll talk about that a bit, a bit later. But there are ways to help us to drink this spiritual milk that Peter asks us to do so. So do we thirst for it like an infant? So if we understand that spiritual milk as this living word of God, do we thirst for it like an infant does? And you think of that child that says, I want more, I want it now, I'm going to have it whenever I want it, and I know it's what I need. Is that how we experience it? Well, it's not my experience, certainly all the time. Sometimes, maybe, but not. And particularly at the moment, and the experience we've had, is that how we are? And I think if not, and my experience would say probably if not, there are three potential reasons I think we can look at from this text from Peter. So if I go slides again there. Ah, uh, go back one. Oh, actually, no, sorry, I missed that. You're right. Let's go to that one. Right, okay, so, so thinking about this, this spiritual first and what gather churches, who shops in Costco? A couple of people. Well, if you go to Costco, this, you'll find there's people in little stands and they're dishing out samples. Now, when they dish out those samples... 
they're not doing that to satisfy our thirst or our hunger. I mean, if you're really smart, you can work your way around the store in the right order and you can get just about a whole meal. <laughs> Although once I went, they were giving out dog biscuits. I, could, I was just thinking, who's, who's eating these dog biscuits? I just don't understand. But anyway, but, so you can work your way around the store and you can, but, but actually they're not trying to do that, are they? They're giving us a taste of something. And then we go, oh, I like that. Where do I get that from? Which one's that? Because we've given us a first, and, and that is what gathered community needs to be, something we take a first, and we say, I want more of that. I want to know what Peter's saying here. I want to know what God has to say through this. So just like Costco are working in that way, they're, they're generating this first by giving tasters. That's what gathered community can do, is we can generate first, that we want to go away, we want to study more, we want to read more. But are we at thirsty? Uh, and, and that's coming on to this next. Lacking in thirst. So three potential reasons that maybe we're not. So number one, we're bored with the history book. It ceased to become a living word to us. Now that's an experience we can all have at times. Maybe we read and we go, yeah, okay. If you've done Bible in a year, I've done a couple of times, and it's, it's wonderful, it's amazing, but sometimes you're in a list of genealogies in the Old Testament and you're just like, oh, page three, I can't even say this name. I, I, and, you know, we can get like that. And that's why we need to ask God that we know as the Spirit to pour afresh out of this living word, to make it living and in our hands, uh, not a religious reading exercise that we can get into. So that's number one. That's the potential there. Again, you know, this word Peter's using is, is more than simply reading. It is this spiritual, pure word of God coming to us. Number two, uh, thinking we've grown up out of it. Oops. Thinking we've grown up out of it. So this metaphor I said, you know, Paul uses it for another reason. Um, but in here... Uh, it's, it's, there's no question of us to cease craving for the word of God. Actually, he asks us to be like newborn infants, to crave for the word of God, not to grow up out of needing it or wanting it. Um, we should always want that. So if we're in that situation, think, oh, we've read it all, we, we know it all, actually, we need to, to reinvigorate and find out what there is in, in here. And it will always speak afresh if we ask God to do so. But number, <coughs> sorry. number three, I think, is the most significant one at the moment and this time. And that I describe as the big if. Now, we've read one verse from 1 Peter, but the rest of this sentence has a condition attached to it. And we're just going to read that now. Now, I'm going to read out of the uh, English Standard Version, and I'll explain why. If you want an NIV, you might find it... Not so easy to follow, but I'll explain what's going on there. So it says, too, it says, Like newborn infants, long for the pure spiritual milk, that by it you may grow up into salvation. If, if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good. So Peter puts a condition in here that we should long for this if we have experienced that. Now, as I say, so I've put the Greek up there, I, is, is if, it's a condition. There's no doubt about that. There's no debate about it. 
what's happened in some of the later translations, King James and before and standard translations all translate to if. Later translations have chosen to satisfy it. So I think the NIV will probably say, now you have tasted that the Lord is good. Long for the spiritual milk. But it is still a condition. The condition is to have tasted that the Lord is good. And I think that's really, really crucial to us at this moment. Because there will be some, even here or listening, who have not tasted that the Lord is good. I've had conversations with people before and I explained the experience of God in my life and they say, well, I haven't experienced that. And they haven't tasted that. Why would they be thirsty for it? And that's fair enough. And that's what Peter is saying. And the word used here, the, the word that he uses is good, is, is krestos. It's a, it's a word that was used to describe slaves in that period. It's, it encompasses good. It encompasses kind, generous. It encompasses serviceable, useful. So have we tasted that God is all these things? Because we need to taste those to have a desire for more of what he's got for us. So of course many of us, we will have tasted that God is good. We will have known the Lord's benefits in our lives. But of course thirst wanes. And if our memory and our experience is the goodness of God is, back, is some way back in our memories, our thirst will wane. And it's my hunch that over these last 18 months, many of us have perhaps found ourselves in that situation. But perhaps we're not quite as thirsty as we wish we were. Because perhaps we've not had the opportunity to see or more importantly, to share with one another how good our God is. Because crucially, that's what Peter's saying, is that we will not thirst like spiritual, for milk like an infant if we've not tasted it and we know its goodness. And I think that's particularly relevant in our present circumstances. And I think it's the number one reason, perhaps, at this moment... And I had a real, a bit of a revelation eight days ago, Saturday morning, I've been preparing this for a while, but a revelation that when we talk about what is church in relation to this passage and Peter and the spiritual milk is how we generate the thirst by sharing with one another how good God is, is the most important thing. Because we can't satisfy the spiritual need, we can encourage people to be thirsty but you can't make people drink but if we encourage one another to see the goodness of God we will be thirsty so from gathered church even just telling our story we met with some people a few weeks ago and just telling the story of seeing God in, in working in our lives and in leaving a job I had for 20 years and how that all panned out became animated telling that account and thirsty I thought wow do you remember that seeing God do that do you remember when God did this do you remember when you know we opened the Bible and it just said exactly what needed to be said at that moment in time and that place in time and that generated thirst so of course if we're not gathered community we're perhaps not doing that as much that's not as easy to do so we're not encouraging one another in the thirst so we're not actually 
thirsty for it. Uh, so I talked about WTC as a studying deeper into the, to the Word of God and, um, and that. So I studied with WTC for five years. And just in context, as I say, we, as of Monday, we will have a hub here. So what happens is you gather in community. So you come together um, in your local area and your local hub. So we cover Hampshire here. People will come on a Monday night and they will worship together. They will pray together. And then they'll break off into their cohorts, whether they're studying diplomas or degrees or uh, masters. And they'll have uh, video lectures in those smaller cohorts. They will then have video conferencing with their lecturers. And that's all done in community. So that's done as gathered church in, in small context. But then twice a year, they all go off. The whole country gathers together, 300 plus of them. And they worship together. They have all the lecturers live and they break off into new gathered communities, which are their whole cohort. So all of a sudden you're with 30 people studying the same course as you, and you study and do that. And, and that's how, you know, gathered church starts to satisfy that um, desire and to, to lead that desire on. But I tell that story because at one of those residentials, we sang a song, and I think it's called God of Wonder, but I, I can't remember precisely. But it had a line in it that said, the more we see the more we love you. And I realized, I was singing that song, the Spirit of God just made me realize that that was the experience to which I was having. The more I delved into this, the thirstier I became. The more I saw of God, the more I wanted to see of God, the more I experienced of his living word, the more I wanted to drink more and more from it. And that's the truth that Peter leads us to, that he wants us to crave for it. He wants us to be thirsty like a newborn infant. But to do that, he knows we need to see God and his goodness and his benefits. And for that to happen, we have to share with one another. So really, I think as we come to the end now, actually, just recognizing in this, if we're thirsty, we do need to drink. But more likely, if we're thinking, well, maybe I'm not as thirsty as I wish I was. Maybe I'm not as thirsty as I once was. Maybe I want to be thirstier. Maybe I've been reading this every day because that's what I do, but actually I want to go find it because I want it because I know I need it, because I know it's going to speak to me. I know I'm going to pick it up and it's going to go, and I'm going to go, wow. So the next time I go to it, it will speak even louder and I will go even further. So I think as we're going to spend some time, we've got some songs coming up in a moment. They talk about us being thirsty. They talk about us being hungry. They talk about us coming to the fountain. When we gather together today, the fountain is God, but the fountain is here in the sense that we can encourage one another, we can generate the thirst in one another by sharing those stories. We can tell what God has done and what God is doing. And in doing so, we will remember what God has done and what God is doing, and we will become thirsty, we will become hungry And as we do, as we start to drink of it, that 
spiritual milk will refresh our dry souls. In the book of Ezekiel, it talks, doesn't it, about those dry bones. And it is the Spirit of God that comes into those dry bones that gives them life. And they rise up like a whole army. And that is the spiritual milk that which we should long for and that we should drink. So I say we're going to sing these songs and welcome the, the band to, to come up. And I just think, as it occurred to me while they were playing earlier, how much do we respond to God in our living rooms? I don't know. I'm not sure we, we do it perhaps that much. Not physically. So maybe here today is somewhere you want to respond physically. But whatever, respond, I would say. Because here's the space. We're together, we're community. We're brothers and sisters. And, and particularly in this time, but as we finish, share with one another what God's doing. Encourage one another to be thirsty. And as the words of this song, as we respond, come to the fountain and drink, for it is where our thirsty souls will be satisfied.